This podcast may contain explicit language. This is the Dynasty Download Podcast. Welcome to the Dynasty Download. I am your host, Tom Duncan. I'm uh, co-host, Ethan Hamilton. So, uh, this is going to be a new project from the, I don't know how I want to call it, if, um, whatever, the Tom Duncan Podcast Network, if you will. Um, But uh, specifically on Dynasty League Fantasy Football. Um, So, just introducing kind of how we're going to go about this. Um, We are trying to use this as kind of an advertisement to... um, reinvent a little bit of uh, fantasy football um this is still kind of a niche um subset of dynasty or of fantasy football by comparison to the everybody else with the either the ppr or the redraft leagues that are tend to be the more common ones the ones that have been around forever um but i think you and i personally look forward to this more than anything else every year just because it is such a different um avenue towards fantasy football um, it's gotten to a point for me where I really don't even do the redraft leagues anymore. I was in two last year, and I put little to no effort into it because I like Dynasty that much more. And so I guess for me, kind of the project of this. So we were talking about this the other day. This specific league um, was just like an old one that we had started in high school with a couple of teachers of ours at the time. And um a couple, I think it was about five or six years ago, maybe even seven, that uh, I just wanted to kind of test the market on this because this league was kind of dying and most people weren't involved or interested. And so we just needed something to kind of give it a new spark. So we kind of did this trial run of setting up this league. Um, some of the same people from high school that we still had, and we'll kind of uh, get on our connections to all of them as we kind of go along. But um I think it's been kind of a rousing success, save for the fact that my dad's won like three or four titles. Um, I I still can't understand nor um, uh, suffer that, if if you will. But only one since my sister won three consecutive titles in my (laughs) office league redraft league. So he's only got one since I've been here. So I I feel like that's been my lot in this league. Two. He's had two. Since I've been here? Maybe. Yep. Because that first year, you really didn't have, like, one of those big years. And the second year was the Alvin Kamara year where he ended up playing me in the championship game. I started oh, oh, he Keenum for the yeah. Vikings, and he's, I traded him That's mid-season right. Alex Smith. And Alex That's Smith right. ended up beating Keenum in that championship game, and I was so pissed. That's right. So that's right. It's like Aaron yep. Rodgers was that was the last year that he was out with his collarbone or whatever. But anyway, so I guess um, for me, I just like that it's closer to um, more mature and actual football. Like the whole concept of the redraft is fun and exciting because you can kind of restart every year and right. everybody's got a chance. But this actually takes um, some skill level that. Uh, most people don't have of really uh, evaluating stuff on a year-to-year basis as opposed to, like, week-to-week basis. You know, trying to cut somebody 
I, I mean, this really takes the whole keeper aspect and explodes it. Um, just for some background and context, our specific league, um, I believe we keep 15 per year and have 22 slots. That's correct. I think, and then uh, like yeah. seven um, uh, draft picks per year. So we put some players back in with the rookie picks, and that's kind of worked out a few times. I remember classically that I had uh, Adam Thielen out of that, where his first year he kind of exploded, and then that second year I picked him in the redraft or whatever it was. I also kind of got George Kittle that way too. But um, Is that how you got Kittle? I drafted See, I him number one because I needed another tight end. I was wondering that too. Plus, I've that made some really good trades with my dad over the years. Like Hunter Henry is on my team as a result, and some. Of those. I think it makes it that much more fun too, because there's a lot more. At least for me, um, like I get into like dynasty mode, like in the off season, watching a lot of stuff on YouTube, um, reading a whole bunch of stuff. It just makes it that much more interesting because, like in dynasty, as compared to redraft, you have a bad draft. That's going to set you back for a little bit, not just one year where you can restart and be like, okay, ha, 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 that was fun. But this one, um, you put, you have to put a lot more work into it, and I think that's what makes it more fun, at least for me. Well, and, I mean, there's an element. Uh, some of the other Dynasty leagues are a little bit bigger. I think I mentioned to you that um, ESPN's Matthew Barry or whatever has his Dynasty league, and they have, like, 35 that's slots per team. Much. And they do, like, a three-round rookie draft every year or something like that. So, I mean, but that's nuts by compared to ours. I mean, with the amount of injury slots and everything else that we do with ours, um, I just, I can't see that many players and like having, Mm -mm. you're really searching the bottom of the barrel in order to pick up anybody with some doubt. I mean, maybe if we expanded the rosters, um, again, people would either be cherishing those draft picks a little bit more heavily uh, because it would be all the rookies or, um you'd be seeing more trade activity. So I've considered it, but then you're going to have a few where like Aaron's constantly asking us to restart the league every season. (laughs) stinks. So um, we do have an opening slot uh, coming up for this next season. We don't have a claim team. Uh, If you'd like to get in on the action, um, let me know. Um, Anybody out there, uh, anybody that wants to come on and uh, co-host it with us, that's a member of the league. You are perfectly welcome to do so, and we will criticize you in person for your team instead of. <laughs> Aaron did tell me that we need to be "quote unquote" gentle with his team, and I'm like, no, it's much funnier if we rake you over the coals. He uh, he had a pretty decent year last year, um, considering the years that he's had in the past. But well, I thought we'll about see. offering him and. Maybe we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but like, you know, a mid to late round pick for Todd Gurley, seeing as his shelf life's going to be lower. You know, funny thing about that, and I know you said you wanted to get into it later. Um, a couple of years ago when I was making that playoff push, um, I offered like the farm to Aaron for Todd Gurley. That was only like two years ago. So, um, well, yeah, and I you think and I like, almost had that huge Hopkins for Le'Veon Bell trade like yeah, two yeah. years ago, too. Yeah. Yep, and like good things that I I did not make, very good trades that I did not make, but I wanted those really bad back then. I know, I know. If I would have traded Ben, um, like Kareem Hunt or um, Le'Veon Bell instead of Kamara a couple of years ago for Odell Beckham, you know, he kind of got the better of in that one, but 
you know, those are some of those things. Like I dropped Odell Beckham right before in his rookie year, right before he got really big. And there mm. have been a couple other ones where you just look back at it and you're like, why the fuck? Um, yeah. The classic yep. one that I really got over on somebody was, um, I mean, this was somebody I don't even remember. It was like one of Derek's friends, like season one or season two. Um, and I traded um, Philip Rivers and Calvin Johnson right before Calvin Johnson retired for uh, Devontae Adams and Andrew oh, Luck. Shit. And then I dropped Devontae Adams. Oh, you idiot. <laughs> yep. And this is the That's exact the thing, part. you know, like That's this was a couple part. of years. This is when Jordy was the big receiver yet. And, you know, you don't have the forethought of, oh, Devontae Adams could be a potential find. So, of course, like Danny and um, Derek always compete over getting the most Packers. on The, the most court. Packers. Yep. I, uh, They're I'm such homers. <laughs> they but, love Packers. That they do. Yep. So, anyway, um, I guess what's... Uh, Let's put it, what exactly about Dynasty is appealing most to you? To me, well, you were saying earlier how we had this league before when we were like in middle school, high school and everything. And I remember when you switched it over and you're like, hey, do you want to be in this Dynasty league? And at the time I was like, no, heck no. Like that doesn't sound fun to me. Honestly, it sounds like it's way too much work and everything like that. So I didn't do it. And I'm really happy you came back around a couple of years down the road like, hey, I got an open spot, and I was looking for something new. Um, but I just like how the decisions that you make are – you have to think about them a whole heck of a lot more. Not just, like, whose stock is high right now, but whose stock is going to be highest two years from now, three years from now. Um, and it makes drafting that much more interesting, that much more fun. Um, and I just – I think it changes the values of players as well. Like, now running back value – I think is super high in dynasty as compared to redraft. Like you can survive a year with, you know, an Austin Eckler and everything like that, but how good is he going to be two or three years down the road from now? And I think that's, what's a lot more fun and interesting for me. And like, I have a couple of friends down here that um, I was in their leagues, their redraft leagues last year. And they're like, dude, you're not putting in. And I was like, honestly, my heart's just not in it. <laughs> I just, I like dynasty that much more. And I, there's nothing really I can do about it. So I just put a lot more effort, honestly, now into dynasty. And I might just be the only league that I'm in now this year, just because it's, it's just more fun. Um, and the, the thought process that goes into it, I think it just makes it more challenging. And your league is super competitive. So I like that too. Everybody's in it. Um, I drafting wise and trading draft picks, I think was, would be a little bit heavier. Um, but other than that, I, I, it's my favorite league that I'm in. Well, and you love smack talking my dad. So, you know, that. that's fun. Um, cause he gives it back <laughs> threefold if he can. I mean, he was just mentioning me today, the concert last night. Uh, and I didn't even know he knew who Dave Grohl or Billy Eilish were. <laughs> oh, I really like their performance. I'm like, dude, you're a 56 year old man. It's freaking weird. Yeah, and he, I mean, and and I, he comes back at me with, oh yeah, Dave Grohl was in Nirvana, and now he's the lead singer of the Foo Fighters. Post this little gif with him dropping the mic, and I'm like, oh god, oh no. What have yeah, I, I when I uh, when I got into League Two, just seeing the team that your dad had, though, I just oh, could I not believe. See that happened i could not believe that you guys let that happen where he had it everybody of, it wasn't a matter of letting 
he had such luck where, like, the first year, I think Danny's got two titles as of this last year. I think Danny won the first year, but that was kind of like when it was a redraft that first right. year as opposed right. to the longitudinal one. But, right. like, I kept telling him, Kelsey's not going to be a great tight end. And he held on to that one. I was yeah, completely that. wrong. <laughs> Yes, um, sir, you were. I didn't think that he was like he hit on all of these rookie wide receivers all at the same time. Like he had Edelman, Hilton, um, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, like all of those guys that were younger. He's had them for like five or six years. He had Rodgers, who was the number one quarterback at the time. Um, and he picked up uh, he drafted Devontae Freeman on my advice. I kept telling Derek, oh, Draft Freeman if you need a running back. And this was like the third round of whatever. Like, it was the second year. And he's like, no, Tevin Coleman's going to be the starter. I'm like, no, Devontae Freeman is going to. And then Tevin Coleman gets hurt. Devontae Freeman takes off. My dad hasn't. And he's always looking for running backs because he's terrible at drafting running backs. He's great at hitting on the wide receivers. He's terrible at running backs. And you then gotta he got have running backs. Seeing the first one on the waiver claim to David Johnson the year before, he hit it big. He, so he had like everyone. eight first round picks, like everyone. on the same team. Like I just, that, that year, he just crushed everybody, and it wasn't I, even I, close. I remember getting, yeah, I remember getting in the league, and I was like, okay, what work do I got to put in? Because like my team that I inherited was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but that was what was so fun about it too. Like flipping a team over was so much fun for me. Like yep. sending out trades, accumulating draft picks, and then like looking into who you wanted to draft. And then like the year after that first year in the league, I think I finished, I don't know. I had a really good record in the regular season. I think I finished like fourth or fifth or something like that. And that was so much higher than I thought I was going to finish. Cause honestly I was trying to trade everybody and tank a little bit. Because I wanted those early round draft picks too, but yeah. I had Zeke. Well, I, made I remember that early your trade first... for Zeke, and he kept my team floating yep. really well. So and that was your first big trade. It was like moving like three or four of your guys just to get Zeke in that first. Just year. to get Zeke. Just to get Zeke. Yep. Yeah. But, I think I moved like AP and who else was it? I Who's that know. wide receiver that played for um, the Bear? Alshon Jeffrey. Oh. some picks and I traded those for Zeke Elliott. And yeah, that changed, that changed my team completely. Just that one the trade. Big, the big trades are the ones that like are the most fun in hindsight. Like, Oh yeah. We were already discussing Ben and my trade for Camara versus uh, Odell Beckham at the time. And like when I was looking at him, some of the people had it rated that uh, Beckham would be the number one dynasty option wide receiver going forward at that time. Well, now mm-hmm. we're two years removed, and he's done jack for me. Yeah, yeah. And Kamara's, I like, think freaking exploded, but, I mean, only his shelf saving life grace, is about the same. Exactly. The only saving grace that you got throughout the whole thing is, is Kamara, he can't be going up that much that much more. Like, he's got to be coming um, down pretty soon. And how long with is he going to continue, too? That's the other thing. Like, with a wide receiver, though, I mean, the years on that are... Are nice, and that's why I say the value in dynasty for running backs is so much higher than, than well, wideouts. But again, the shelf life. I mean, that's the thing. Like right. running backs will win you the league, but their your window is going to be smaller depending on how you have it. Like the wide well, you got to keep drafting them if right. we have it, and it's based on how we structured the league a little bit. The one um, unknown um, 
I guess, uh, um, what am I thinking? A variable would be like setting up IDPs at some point. But I don't even know if we want to even break up the continuity of how the league's structured right now in order to do that. So, Are you saying for like defense? Yeah, IDP, independent uh, or right. individual defensive players. Right. Uh, I don't know. You'd make it, me have to do so much more work. <laughs> yeah, but for those of us that are actually involved, like that gives us a whole nother element. I know, but you that would mess up my strategy for defense. I just stream defenses. You see, well, so like I, I have like I have like five defenses at the end of the year because I'm just trying to see which ones will be hot. I mean, but. that that's eventually going to come up in this whole thing is, um, you know, and I think I put it on one of our eventual show notes for, like, whatever, episode three that we're going to do. It's, like, free agent kickers. Who the fuck cares about kickers? <laughs> no one cares. Although, Justin Tucker, I told you that last time. I... Okay, but the, the difference per game from Justin Tucker to the next guy is, like, 0. 0.8. I'm still hurt. You, I, like I don't know what the heck you were thinking. Based on 0.8 points per week. That was my kicker, and you didn't need to draft him in like the second or the third round that you did. I dropped him to make space so I could keep James Washington, and he picks up my kicker. I don't even know who my kicker is. <laughs> I don't care who my kicker is. I always look at uh, somebody who I think is going to end up being uh, like a sleeper kicker every year for all of my redrafts, and I usually end up drafting him in the last round of our um, uh, seven-round rookie or whatever. So, I Justin never Tucker won me some games, though. He won me some games, and so it was. I was a little heartbreak broken when Ike, when he did that to me, and I feel like it was out of pure yes. jealousy and hate. Yes, because Alan <laughs> put so much thought into that. They That's took my why kicker. The man has multiple kickers and multiple defenses, <laughs> and keeps them from a year-to-year basis. God. <laughs> Whereas, like, my dad and myself, the minute we're going to get eliminated from the playoff, we're starting to stash all of these injury-prone guys. And, you know... I've caught on to that. It took me a couple years. It it took me a couple years, but I caught on to what you guys are doing, and I think it's smart as hell. Um, But, yeah, Ike, for sure. He can let go of one of those kickers. He can let go of one of those kickers because Justin Tucker is is the best kicker in the game. So... (laughs) Um, but I mean, football is by far my favorite sport. Um, it has been since I was six and, you know, anybody that knows me, um, I probably don't story. Well, not quite. I mean, that was not till like 98, but, um, no, like the first game I remember watching, like really remember watching. And I used to go back, my dad used to VHS, like, all the old playoff games from, like, the 90s. So, like, I remember the one from 94 with the Falcons and um, the one from 95 with the uh, uh, 49ers where we just absolutely cleaned up on them and um, some of those playoff runs from 96. But the one I Mm -hmm. actually remember watching regularly was uh, that Super Bowl 31. You know, we're both Packer fans, but... um, the first one where uh, I think I was up for the first half and I didn't really know what was going on. I was a kid and I, <laughs> I hadn't really gotten into anything, but I, my mother put me to bed like, cause it got late. Cause those games don't start until like late in the evening on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And my dad came and got me out of bed, like in the middle of the fourth quarter and literally told me, I have waited my entire life to say something <laughs> like this. It may never happen again. You are getting your ass out of bed and you are going to watch this. 
Father of the year right there. Yeah. Father of so, the year. And I got obsessive in grade school about, you know, playing parking lot football and um, drawing up crazy plays and doing all that shit. And then, you know, the Pop Warner days. And that's how you, me, and Ben, like, got introduced. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, I, your dad was uh, on the coaching staff and constantly teasing me about how many Big Macs I was eating before practice <laughs> and all of that <laughs> You know, we're, we're some 20 some years later and we're still doing all of this stuff. And it, it's just kind of interesting how the world works sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just the game, I guess, itself has kept us just that game. The game of football has kept us uh, very, very close. Like just, you know, Ben and I, um, we taught we text weekly, multiple yeah. times a day about what our plans for are for the off season of like just for this league and this draft. And like, I know his draft strategy. I know what he's trying to do. He also knows what I'm trying to do, but it also makes it super fun. Cause what, this is going to be his third year in the league and he is taking this freaking league by storm. Um, and I've ran into him the last two years in the playoffs and we've had really, really, really good games. And I know one of these times, like we're going to be in the playoffs again, and I'm not going to be as lucky as I am. So like, I've, been very fortunate but him just adding him just in general like has added another element to the league that just makes it so much fun because his team and is so good and he 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 took the concept so quickly too so yeah well he's uh, been constantly surprises me at how much i underestimate him sometimes (laughs) like he seems he he seems like an idiot savant Like, he'll come out of nowhere with some of the most brilliant things, and I'm like, where the hell was this, Ben? There's absolutely. There's times where I see the lineup that he puts out, and I'm like, there's no way in hell. And then Ben, again, has the number one points for the week by a lot. And it's like, who the hell is this guy? He's like, oh, I just had a hunch. And it's like, dude, get the hell out of my face. Don't talk to me. He does it not just in football, but he surprises me on almost every level. On movies, on economics, like highfalutin shit. And yet, every time I talk to him, I swear he's high because he just has this slow way of talking. And it's no problem to him. I'm trying to give him as much of a compliment and a dig at myself for underestimating it constantly. But that being said, it's just like, where? Where was this man? It's been like 20 years in the making. Good lord. So. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I've just, I've been a huge football fan. I've, I spent all of high school and college, um, either diagramming and going through plays or drawing up new ones myself. You remember when everybody was giving me shit for doing the three, two defense in high school. And now that seems to be like the exclusive thing that everybody in the NFL and college is running. Let's move on to another topic. (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to give you credit. I was one of those people. <laughs> I just kept remembering Jace Loeb. How the fuck are you going to stop the run? I said, there's still 11 guys on the field. You just need guys that are constantly variable. But all right. So, well, uh, as far as in his like, defense, kind of ex- in his defense, I mean, our our high school philosophy was run the ball. Let's feed Jason, run the ball. So against our high oh, school yeah. team, no, that would not have worked well. But in today's high, or oh. NFL, yeah, absolutely. Works well, perfectly even fine. In, 
even in college, you know, the fact that the Badgers kind of flipped when Dave Aranda came in a few years ago, and they kind of have embraced this whole um, put down two or three defensive linemen, but get constantly just all the athletes on the field. And that was the right. whole notion of what I was trying to come up with at the time is like, you know, and it was more fitted around people that were like Troy Palomalu types, the guys that are just incredible athletes and you want to get every athlete you can on the field, the guys that are faster, physical, and just stronger than everybody else, and just put them in space and let them make plays. And right. that was the whole point. But right, we'll move on right, for your right, right. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, but um, just kind of before we kind of close out this first epilogue one, um, we'll just kind of go through the context. I know we've kind of generally explained it, but we'll give kind of the the um, rough overview of just our league in general. I do um, try and appreciate the fact that um, the saying in the most important or interesting team in fantasy football is your team or is my team and the least interesting uh, team in fantasy football is your team. So we're going to try our best to um, do that and not get into too much of the individual stuff. And um, But it is part of the fun as well to just kind of talk about it generally. <laughs> so, but um, I think we only have a half point PPR. Is that, do you remember that? I believe so. Okay. And um, I structured it um, so 20 yards instead of 25 yards for quarterbacks, um, 10 yards for um, uh, rushing and receiving, but a yep. three-point bonus on 100 yards rushing or receiving, um, three-point bonus on 300 yards passing, um, passing touchdowns are four points, regular six points for rushing and receiving, Um some of the like defensive categories, I did try and overweight both kicker and defense to kind of make them more competitive. So you can't ignore those positions completely. Like I think I overweighted. So for like anything under 20 yards um, is like one point. Anything in the 20 yard range is two points, et cetera, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think they have a category. They should make a 60 yard field goal category at some point here with the amount of kickers that are kicking from that range anymore. That's going to be pretty average in a couple of years for kickers. But if you're making two 50-yard field goals in a game, you got 10 points, plus whatever your PATs are going to be. That's why Justin Tucker was so nice. (laughs) I know. but um, And uh, defensive-wise, like turnovers, um, sacks is always a big one. Like, I've always said that the best defenses in this league are always the ones that end up with a lot of sacks. Um, but, you know, the reason why running backs end up doing so well in our league by comparison is, is not only are they getting the rushing, but with the potential rushing bonus, but they're also just touching the ball more than anybody else. And with a non-full PPR league, you know, even with, so like McCaffrey is still going to end up having uh, a ridiculous amount of points by comparison to a wide receiver just because of the amount that he's catching out of the backfield. Kamara, Eckler, any of those is still going to end up going through all of that. And, you know, we're going to end up having uh, leagues like that. And in a similar way, we're at some point going to discuss how you basically have to have a running element out of your quarterback in order to utilize as much as you can uh, from that angle. It's the same way that I did or that I have to conceive of everything for uh, quarterbacks out of college anymore is if you don't have a rushing quarterback in college, 
uh, fantasy, which I also do. I frankly don't uh, see how you can do dynasty football without doing college fantasy. But um, if you don't have a rushing element out of that, you're you're basically sunk because the amount of points that are coming out of that. Uh, I remember having Kyler Murray two years ago when he was at Oklahoma and just absolutely whipping up on people because he was scoring 40, <laughs> 50 points a game. But, well, yeah, absolutely. In college, oh, yeah. Only go for the running quarterbacks. Personally, that would be me. But well, I mean, anyway, I don't... there's somewhere you have prolific and enough offense that you can maybe get away with it here or there. But you know, the rushing touchdown angle just alone is going to give you extra points, and the fact that you have to pass twice as much in order to equal the amount of rushing that you'd have. It's a nice so. little um, little spin that you put in on it, which I appreciate. Yep. <laughs> And this is most of the same structure I've had for all of my redraft leagues and everything else. I did it originally when we conceived of it back in high school, I think it's 2006, 2007, just so I could basically calculate it in my head. I can still do everybody's scores if I just look at a stat line. I can calculate the whole thing in my head. But Not me. You know how I feel about math. Well, you're married and I'm single and I'm a nerd. <laughs> so, you know, depends on your priorities in life. But, all right, so anything else you'd like to kind of add on this first one before we kind of uh, branch over and we're going to move into the team-by-team team analysis? Um, no, I guess I'd just like to say congratulations to Danny on uh, winning the whole thing. Um, that was not expected at the beginning of the year, even at the beginning of the playoffs with him coming in as a five seed, but he had a hell of a run. Yep. And we've had a couple of those where you just need to make it in because the playoffs is super weird. And sometimes that's just the way it goes. But uh, I, I remember I was the number one seed a couple of years ago when my, we had that Case Keenum versus Alex Smith bowl between me and my dad. He was the sixth <laughs> seed. I was the one seed and he somehow still beat everybody. And I just I was pissed. But, you know, it's it, and I've said this for years uh, when it applies to fantasy football that, um, you know, there are three seasons to fantasy football. There's the off season, the draft um, being one. There's the regular season. And the real players are the ones that can make it to the playoffs just on an every year basis. But the playoffs is so weird with injuries and all of the other stuff that's going on that you cannot be the one who's winning the title every week. Every well, year. it's just you're talking about, yeah, talking about injuries and everything like that. You know, I did play Danny and I had what I was four people down, five people down. I think I lost one person during one of the games. So, I mean, well, yeah, I think I mean, he, he won the thing, but. I was the, pretty hurt. The worst uh, beat that I ever got on a um, uh, fantasy football win or whatever, I was playing Allen in the championship game in week 16. This was probably like eight, nine years ago. But um, all I needed, it was like the afternoon game, and I needed like 10 points out of Tony Romo. You know, it was like, okay, you should be able to get that out of a quarterback. But they didn't need to win that game. They were playing the Eagles, but, like, if they lost, it didn't matter because the next week they were playing, like, the Giants or the Redskins or whatever for the championship that year. And, of course, Romo gets his shoulder hurt in the first quarter, and then they pull him because they're like, well, this game doesn't matter. So he doesn't get the points, and I lose the championship game because of that shit. And that's the thing. Like, you get a bad beat sometimes. I, I won the championship last year because of that nonsense. I think I beat our Ben by like nine or ten or something like that. But it was during the fourth quarter of the game was when I t- 
took over and won. And so that one was that one was fun. That one was fun. But yeah, but, it's just it's one of those things, and it's why we enjoy coming back to this each and every year. So um, glad to join you for another year. Um, we'll start working. I did offer the open slot to Phil Martinez, but he apparently vowed to not play fantasy football at all anymore. So, <laughs> but he apparently I'm, wants me to guest host on this new podcast. He's starting with his brother about getting drunk and discussing the um, <laughs> extraterrestrial or no, excuse me. Um, like, what is it? Ghosts or I, the paranormal, I guess. I couldn't I could not imagine, but I really want to hear about this story about why he doesn't want to do fantasy anymore. So if you can figure that out, and I don't let know. Me know. He didn't he didn't really tell me. I didn't really ask. I just kind of like got to be a right. story though. There's got to oh, be a story I'm sure. as to why. He was always <laughs> one of those guys where like, you know, if he didn't get lucky on his draft, he was not like an experienced player. So I'm guessing that's part of it, but I think he won the league our very first year. Because that was, if I'm not mistaken, Adrian Peterson was a rookie. He had... Um, and he drafted Adrian Peterson, and we yep. all thought he was crazy because we were young and dumb, and we were like, oh my god, a rookie running back, he's was, not going to do anything. That was and year he two. He was on a tear. That was yeah. year two, and that's when I set up the draft. And if you remember, we all had the draft in Miller's room. Yeah, because the year was before the draft we had it in your every- garage or something like that, right? I don't remember, but uh, I think no, so. the, the, the first year or that second year, because the first year was an auto pick. The second year was the one where we had it in Miller's room and I kept saying reach for everybody. So that, <laughs> but I drafted Tom Brady, like um, at, with like the seventh pick because everybody went quarterback first and I'm just like, fuck, but I, I can't remember if that was the year that he got like hurt or whatever else. And so I busted out like early because I'm like, Oh, fuck it. So but anyway, um, so this one's going to be a little clip shorter. Most of the episodes I'm going to guess are probably going to be in the, about the uh, roughly hour long range. Um, but uh, we'll just kind of clip this one early because they don't need to hear us droning on about non irrelevant stories from the past. But, probably. Uh, Stay tuned quickly for episode two because this will be uploaded as kind of a double feature. And if we run over the time, we'll just do a episode 2A and 2B. But we're going to go through everybody's team individually and kind of uh, pick out, um, you know, who to sell, who to buy on, um, who to kind of stay pat, best and worst players on the team, et cetera, et cetera. So, all right. Um, until the next episode, um, I will sign off we're gonna it's gonna take me a little bit of time to try and figure out how to kind of do the intro and outro thing uh and what we want to do i'm hoping to maybe get like a uh, nfl films like plan thing but uh, <laughs> just don't get us in else trouble you'd like to add quick no i got nothing this was fun right. can't wait to do it again all right sounds good And that is your dagger. That's all for this week. And please uh, make sure to rate, subscribe, and review the new podcast on the Tom Duncan Network, as it's currently being called. Um, That'll help everybody else find the podcast and that uh, we continue to help uh, provide you winning opportunities on your fantasy teams, hopefully get you interested in this new type of uh, fantasy football. Uh, Until next time, thanks and have a great evening.